0: Well, as promised, we're back. Two for two. There you go. We actually managed to. Amazing. 2020 is <laughs> looking up already, right? Woo-hoo! Awesome. So, yeah, we're back with our podcasts. Um, and you know what? We are just chatting now. Like, we decided we've done the podcast in a certain way for a while. And now we're just into 2020, I think, is more like relaxed decade. We're going to try new things. But um, some of the things we've talked about Vic and I doing is... If you guys have questions, we still want to talk about dog training because you do that better than anybody. So you can still email us to Positively.com slash podcasts and ask a question about training. And instead of going through a two-minute, like, try this, try this, we may do a 10 or 15-minute real intensive training on one topic and talk about the reasons why. Because I think we talk about how to correct a behavior but sometimes we don't get a chance to talk about why the behavior's happening, right? So it's like if you're sick and you go to the doctor and you're like, oh, my God, I've got the worst sore throat. All right, here's a lozenge and here's, you know, antibiotics. But they don't tell you why. Like, was it strep? Was it whatever? Let's figure out what it was so we can target it. So mm-hmm. I think that might be a cool yeah, idea. Yeah,
1: I'd love people to still write in and then we can make it the topic of the day. Uh, yeah, I mean, it, it, there's... My mother always, because I've written for a dogs, dogs today magazine is a great magazine in the UK. And I've written for them, gosh, for years and years and years. And my mother keeps on saying, how do you find topics you've Mm. written? So I think I'm on my 135th column for them. How do you, what do you find to write about? And I'm like, there's so much to write about. And I'm still only scratching the
0: surface. Of this, yeah. of this subject. Well, the in the U.S. alone, I know that it's expected in the next ten years or twenty. I think by 2030, they said it's going to be like a 90-something billion dollar industry. It's like 60, 70 billion dollars a year on pets, so dogs, catfish, you know, hands, and it's just it's incredible. So there's so mm-hmm. many. People love animals, and I love that because it shows that we are compassionate, caring human beings, right? Absolutely. So, yeah. And so much so that I want to talk about something that a lot of people may not know about, talking about being compassionate and caring, is last year was a big year for you and that you did something you've never done before. You went to South Korea. I did. And why?
1: I went to South Korea with the Humane Society International and... I went to assist on a dog meat farm closure. That's
0: amazing. First of all, how did that come about, the fact that they closed a dog meat farm? Because why would they do that?
1: Well, the dog meat industry is a dying industry in South Korea. And it is, you know, people certainly here in the West protest Against the dog meat industry. It's a very, very cruel industry. It mm-hmm. almost goes beyond culture because that's another, as an argument, you know, why are you messing with these, mm-hmm. with Asian culture like this? But people in South Korea are also demonstrating against it as well. Only uh, the latest figures, I think about 20% of people are eating dog meat still. And they tend to be the older generations and people mm-hmm. in rural areas. The younger generations do not want to eat dog meat and but there is a respect thing there so if you are in a uh, go to a family's home or if you are in a company and your boss or in the home your elder is eating dog meat and serving dog meat you have to eat it right that is a respect thing
0: Mm.
1: but there's a lot of reasons why you shouldn't. First of all, the industry has a huge criminal element, as I found out. Mm-hmm. And uh, secondly, dog meat can be very dangerous to eat because there are various diseases, including rabies, mm. that you have to that are not uh, you have I mean, you have to cook the meat very, very, very thoroughly in order to be able to stop. Transmitting these kind of diseases, mm-hmm. and so it's actually unsafe for people to eat. um But the Humane Society International have been working.
0: Can I ask you a question? Not to, but also too, isn't it also the way they would process it? Like there's ways, like in some slaughterhouses, it's humane. It's you know. But they would; these dogs would suffer, and they would keep yes. them in tiny cages. So well, it, a lot of it was about that as well. Yeah, mm-hmm. a lot
1: around the festivals. You know, you've got Yulin Dog Meat Festival mm-hmm. and other festivals in China that there uh, it happens especially sort of in the summertime, whereby these are festivals where they believe that if they if the dog dies in fear, the meat is more tender. Oh, so therefore, the dogs are beaten to death. Or they're skinned alive. Mm. And I mean, uh, but the slaughterhouses, even in South Korea, um, are, yes, I mean, the the process of of slaughtering dogs is uh, horrific. And also unsafe. And horrific, unsafe, the whole thing. So Humane Society International has worked a lot in Asian countries to be able to raise awareness and spread the message. And they work a lot with the people who live there. So it's not just Western countries coming in and saying, you have to do this because Mm -hmm. this is cruel. It is the people who live there that are Mm -hmm. saying, we don't want this anymore. Now, what's happening is that you would have thought that they would be going to the farmers to say, you need to close your farm. But what's happening is the farmers are coming to them. Mm -hmm. Because farmers are losing money. Yeah, no one's buying their meat. Because no one's buying. Mm -hmm. And so what HSI do is... Pretty incredible. Mm-hmm. They will raise funds to go in and close the dog meat farm down because it takes a lot of money to do it. Right. And then they set the farm up in a plant-based agricultural industry. It's brilliant, absolutely, it's brilliant. brilliant. Because you've got a family. He's the farmer. Still got to feed his or her family, right? And they still have a market to feed. They still have a market to feed. So you you switch them to a plant-based industry which may be healthier for people anyway exactly so um it 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 truly is an incredible program why they need so much money is because a you have to have fly the people over there as -hmm. well as use the people actually in the country in in korea itself um you have to fly the dogs out of there because there's not a lot of rescue shelters Mm -hmm. in there in south korea unfortunately so the dogs will get flown to america to canada and to the uk and so that costs a lot of money. Um, plus, as I said, the boots on the ground, you will have people coming in from different countries to come in and help. It's, and it's not an easy the farm thing to do. The farm has the farm. to be dismantled that, you know, it's because the farms truly are raised to the ground. Mm-hmm. The bulldozers go in afterwards. Boom, done. There's disease and
0: all kinds it of is.
1: stuff there. So it is, you can talk about the dog meat trade, but until you've actually gone there and you've seen it. You you don't you might have a little idea and it is horrific, but you kind of don't understand until you actually go there. And that's why I wanted to go there. And so they they've been inviting me for years to go um, myself and Mark Abraham, who is a vet in the UK. And he's also on my It's Me or the Dog, um, some of my television shows. And we went over there as mm-hmm. guests and um, helped out. So we were there for a week.
0: So what did, what, what did you, first of all, what did you see and then what did you have to do?
1: What well, what I saw was pretty much like I see here in puppy mills, mm-hmm. but very, 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 very bad. Like like worse than puppy mills so here.
0: It's all very of bad. ages of dogs and they're like many in cages. Well, they-
1: it's all, they're all, they're, some are on chains, um, but they're all in rabbit hutches cages wired on the floor the poop has built up underneath because they poop where they live where they eat where they sleep and you know the farmers don't clean it up so the poop is moldy there's maggots Oof. in it there are rats everywhere oh lord everywhere disease um and there are also banana spiders and if you don't know oh. what a banana spider is then look it up, look it up. so it's... you oh, have lord. to like Fight through the webs and try and avoid all the banana spiders because they're not poisonous, but they will bite you. Oh um, God! And uh, so Google it right now. They're big, yellow, and they're and, they're, and when I'm telling you they're I'm everywhere, too. I am not, I I am I'm not being dramatic because they are truly everywhere, Holly. They are everywhere.
0: Mm-hmm. You go
1: out into the countryside in South Korea because all of these meat farms are in the
0: countryside. Oh Lord! They kind of look like corn too.
1: Uh, they are. The webs are everywhere in the, yeah. in the trees. they very intricate they're webs
0: too.
1: Amazing, beautiful. I became
0: obsessed with these spiders, right? But they're... They're not walking through them to get to Not dogs. walking through them. Can you imagine being so a dog? So in the
1: morning when you go, because we were there on the on site for four days, you, you, you send somebody in first yeah, to rip can... down all the webs yeah. and get rid of the spiders before you go through. I'm telling you, just... Then there are the dogs themselves all kinds there were boston terriers golden retrievers wow. there are the jindo dogs the jindo dogs mm-hmm. are the sort of true meat dogs as mm-hmm. it were the kind of the pot cake dogs um there are the japanese tozers which are the fighting dogs they are, you have some tozers here in the united states they're banned in the uk and um there what else did we have chows we had uh, terrier like dogs um labradors everything everything mm-hmm. little dogs i learned especially are ground up the soup okay so i mean it when so what the industry has said the industry has said that it's okay to eat the Jindo dogs and the Japanese Tozas because they don't have emotion, they don't have thoughts, they don't have feelings. The other dogs... Oh, so the Toza's
0: a beautiful dog.
1: So, yeah, they're I'm amazing. I'm sorry, I, when
0: you were talking, I looked it up. I wanted to see what it looked like. It looks like... Toza, um, yeah. It kind of looks like... uh What are the big dogs here with the big heads?
1: Well, they're Mastiff-type Mastiff, dogs. Yeah, they are yeah. very... They're, they're large and very
0: beautiful and... Sorry, I didn't mean um, to... No. Up, but I just looked it up. I was like, oh my God, they're so cute.
1: Well... Those are the ones that the, the industry says that they don't have. it's fine to eat them it's fine to eat them they're uh-huh. different from your family dog but uh-huh. what the where well, a which is wrong is just false it's a lie but also what they don't say is well then why are you uh, why are you slaughtering golden retrievers uh-huh. and um and chihuahuas and right. labradors and uh you know so anyway the industry but the industry is also cr- criminal because what i also found out was that most farms are three in one they are they have dogs for dog meat. Mm-hmm. They have puppies that they like to breed to sell, especially for them, from the little dogs. And they have dog, dogs for dog fighting. fighting.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So the Japanese toes are for dog fighting, right? So it is a criminal trade. It is a very bad trade. But what I also learned one morning when we arrived there, we, we, uh, and it's all outdoors, but they were in this sort of under this canvas tent, we walked in to find a shoebox and in the shoebox were two kittens somebody had dropped off two kittens tiny tiny two weeks old oh my gosh so i spend the day nursing the kittens looking after the kittens trying we didn't have any kitten milk so we're having to get wet dog food literally because these kittens are absolutely you know they're dehydrated so we're having to um put that with water and try feed that to the kittens, which they, I mean, we saved their lives basically.
0: Mm-hmm. So at least somebody cared enough to put the kittens where they might get rescued. But and I saved. was like,
1: why do they do that? Why mm-hmm. do they, they like, I was told that people who don't want their animals anymore will drop them off at the dog meat farms because there's no rescue. Mm-hmm. So either they abandon them because they think at least these farmers are dog people. The farmer was with us. Mm-hmm. The farmer was with us. He was there helping um he makes this huge and he's better than a lot of farmers because at least most of his dogs have food and water but he may have this huge vat where he had a delivery of chicken heads which the rats went crazy over and um he makes this big growl that in this huge steaming vat of just nastiness Um <laughs> but at least he feeds his dogs Yeah. so his dogs were actually pretty I mean some had wounds some had bad teeth some were just especially the long-coated dogs matted out i mean horrible but others looked you know these the dogs looked as well taken care of as they could yeah they weren't starving anyway so all the dogs were rescued some were taken to canada some to the u.s and um some to
0: the uk that's amazing yeah how many do they know how many dog farms are there thousands wow
1: thousands But what just happened a couple of months ago was that um the slaughterhouses around Seoul have closed. All of oh. them.
0: All of them. Good. Yep. All right. I mean so it's huge. You know what? It's it's like hand to hand combat, right? It's one battle at a time. But you
1: know social media? Mm-hmm. The young Powerful. people coming on social media saying this isn't right. Now we went when we were there we had an evening um, at the uh, British Embassy with the British Ambassador, and we had um, a member of the National Assembly from Korea coming there because now the government are actually stepping up. So, Good. so, and f- we had a couple of uh, famous dog trainer was there who came uh, to help out, um, but just to be seen there. And we had there was a famous comedian, a Korean comedian who came. So even though they didn't do anything, it's they okay came. If
0: they generated publicity, they came. To- Support the fact that they're closing these, all more power to And the whole load mm-hmm. of
1: cameras came, and we're like, yes.
0: It's great.
1: My experience of closing down a dog meat farm. I have to say, I am so impressed with the Humane Society mm-hmm. International. I cannot tell you. They are incredible, incredible. Just Google them, donate to them, please, because they do know. amazing work.
0: See, and it's good to know because, you know, oftentimes you don't know where your money's going or whether it's really going to help because you see some, you hear all these terrible things about the charities and 70% goes to the people running it and very little gets to But this is, you, you have proof positive that I, they're I are have, using that. I have.
1: In the UK, was, um, this was organized by Wendy Higgins and by um, the uh, HSI in Korea. Um, and so it was a lot of people coming together uh, it, it was the most incredible experience that
0: is amazing see yeah. as we talked about in the last po- podcast kindness is powerful this is the kindness to animals and it's powerful that's amazing it
1: truly is
0: Holy yes smokes. it is
1: and so I'm following some of the dogs now there's one in Canada who uh, Mark treated the dog's leg while we were there it was very badly infected and very swollen and oh, my god this dog is beautiful now Aww. yeah she's in a lovely home in Canada with a lovely volunteer who was actually there mm-hmm. and um adopted her while she
0: was there so not amazing I love it I wish I could do more things like this my problem is I remember I, I've tried to volunteer at shelters I have I'm an empath I guess what they call an over empath mm-hmm. or whatever I like I, I have a hard time like I want to take them all home and I I have separation anxiety. Like this is, I would bond with them all. And it's, look,
1: it's tough. But what where you help is by putting on social media and raising awareness and doing podcasts like this and doing all the work that you're doing to raise awareness. And, and that is, that is vital, right? It it, it is tough going to these places. Um, and, and what was hard about it was that I knew that the dogs on the dog meat farm that we were working on were all going to be saved.
0: Yeah, so it made you feel a little better about...
1: But then we went to a farm where negotiations were just starting with an older farmer Mm -hmm. and who had more dogs in horrific conditions. Mm. And those dogs, because it takes a long time to set one of these up, those dogs will not
0: make it. See, and that's where I would lose my mind. Like, I just couldn't... I would probably be over there in an insane asylum trying to kick all those dogs out. I'll tell you, I once went down in um, Barcelona. We got two
1: puppies out, by the way. we oh, did? We did. Oh, we did. Great. We are like, okay, if we're going to do this, you're going to give us those dogs right now. Mm,
0: so two puppies were saved, but the other was... I remember years ago when I was uh eh, really, when I was young, I went to Barcelona, you know, Las Rambas, which is that street, and they would sell birds and things and bunnies, and I was like, oh, cute, and they're like, no, they're for food, so me, as a stupid young tourist, bought, like, a whole cage of rabbits, <laughs> because I didn't want them to get eaten, and apparently huh. they eat rabbits, yeah, right? yeah, like, yeah, you yeah. know, and they were so cute, and I thought, oh, my God, and then my, a couple of my friends who I was traveling, i like, what are you going to do with them now, I'm like, I don't really know. And we were staying at this, like, um, it was sort of like at the time, like a bed and breakfast, sort of a woman who had a thing. And I said to her, I bought these rabbits. I don't know to do." And she was very sweet. And she goes, don't worry. No worries. And she had like a little garden area. She goes, put them in the garden and I will feed them and take care of them. Now, whether she, yeah, she <laughs> that is. was on the menu like next week, I don't know, but I like to think that that was taken care of. So mm. that's why I couldn't, but that's amazing to, to see and do that. You posted a lot of that on your Instagram um yes what's your instagram handle for those who don't know it's just um at at victoria stillwell okay good because i saw you with some of the dogs and saw some you put up some of the conditions so that people who are trying to visualize it can actually see because as you're talking about it i was looking back through my mind and seeing the the pictures that you posted
1: yeah and you'll see more video i did on my facebook as well so if you just go back facebook.com forward slash victoria stillwell um you can go back through the videos and you'll see some of the videos that i did live from from the farm so you get a better
0: idea Very cool. Yeah. Um, Okay. So going back to originally where we started with how we're going to do things maybe a little differently, um, also wanted to let people know if they, if there's people that you want to hear from for us to have join us, like interviews or, you know, and, you know, let us know like, Hey, this person be cool because you know, a lot of the people in the dog world that we could, or animal, I should say world, um, that we might be able to get on the phone and get Mm -hmm. on to a podcast where people want to hear from like, Hey, you know, this person or that person, or, you know. It could be anybody, and to be honest with you, I don't do dog world. I do journalism and all kinds of stuff, food and all that stuff, but if there's anything else, if I can help get somebody like Who's Your Dream podcast guest for Vic and Holly, let us know. We'll try and get them on because it would be fun because we're just wide open. We're winging it. 2020 is the year of winging it. Yeah, we like we.
1: Uh, I truly we want to we want to hear from you. So yes, if you want to hear from a uh, some kind of guest, then let us know. Um, we have a, a lot in our in mind, and um, hopefully we'll get them on here. But also yes, if you do have a subject, a topic you'd like us to talk about, then send us yeah. send us your ideas, and then we will talk
0: about it here. I posted on my Instagram. I think my Instagram is just H Ferfer. It's Effeson Frank. Did you see the I picture R, I posted again? E R. Yeah. Um, but I the picture of Vic and I on New Year's, and that's how I plan on living 2020, just like that, in amazement, wonderment, winging it, fun, like that's just said it all. I was like, "There's my 2020." So that's our podcast. Did I see what picture you put up?
1: Yeah, no, which is the picture of oh, the yeah. exact that picture. See, I was like, I just it. told Holly Furfer we're doing more podcasts, and <laughs> it. so thank you so much for joining us today, guys. Awesome. Um, I hope that you listen to this when you're driving the car to and from work, when you're walking your dog. But um, we are really pleased to be able to be speaking in your ear today and we will be back very soon. Can't wait. Thanks for tuning in to Victoria Stilwell's Positively podcast. For more information, visit Positively.com. Get connected on Facebook and YouTube as Victoria Stilwell or follow her on Twitter at Victoria S. Be sure to tune in next time as Victoria helps to change dogs' lives positively.